Hi there, you're listening to The Med Free Life with your host, Rochelle Thomas, an alternative spin on today's health solutions by using food as medicine. And today's guest is Marjorie Nas. She's going to tell you that she cured herself by using Ayurveda and yoga. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Med Free Life with your host, Rochelle Thomas. And today's guest is Marjorie Nas. So, Marjorie, on our last um, session, you were talking about yoga and Ayurveda and things of that nature. But then you also said that you had some pain issues as well. If you can, can you tell me, you know, what exactly you did in order, yoga-wise, in order to alleviate that? Yeah, absolutely. I I started yoga and I absolutely loved it. I just felt very strong. I felt relaxed. I was sleeping better. My digestion was better. So many benefits from yoga. And other than that, and then, you know, within a few months, my shoulder started hurting. So in certain poses, you know, we're bearing weight on the hands and my shoulder would particularly hurt in that. And it still hurt when I was out of class and I would take a little bit of time off, but it didn't really heal. And then I went back and then my wrist started to hurt. And it was just like this cycle of injuries. And I tried things like massage and, you know, ice and, uh, hot and cold. And it wasn't until I started seeking out different types of yoga where I really could learn the proper alignment so that my body could heal. And it was in addition to that, that I incorporated another entire branch of yoga. Sometimes it's called um, yoga sister science, Ayurveda. And again, that word means knowledge or science of life. And I began incorporating that into my yoga practice. I mean, it's, it's, it's everything. It's like everything that you're doing, including food, including how you sleep, including your daily habits, because um, so many things contribute to our pain. And often we're just looking at it in a very isolated way. Well, my wrist hurts, so it must be because I'm typing on the computer computer all day, or my knee hurts, and it must be because I'm a runner. And there's so much more to it. And that's where food as medicine comes in. Okay, so that probably would would be my first thought too. And but then I'm thinking, if you're actually say feeling some pain, are there say yoga, I don't know, poses that can help you with that? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, well, wouldn't I just stop doing everything until just until I felt better? And then you you know, and then try to go back and do the yoga or? Well, that's exactly what I thought, that just taking time off was going to help. And that, I, I don't agree with that philosophy. What I found in over 20 years is that it's actually important that we keep moving our body, even while we're in pain, because we want to strengthen the area. So when we have pain, we have tightness, there's a couple things going on. There's a structural tightness 
somewhere that we're overcompensating and there's a weakness in another area of the joint or of the body. So we're always trying to compensate. So when we learn the movement, so for example, if one of our wrists hurts and the other doesn't hurt, chances are, are that the other hand isn't doing as much work. So the first hand, like in my right wrist hurts, I'm probably bearing more weight on that right wrist. So we need to learn how to use the body in a more dynamic, symmetric way. And in, and again, like pain can be in our wrist, but it's actually like that our left side, our left lower body is out of alignment. So there's so much more to it. And it's about yoga and how we do yoga and also how we're holding ourselves outside of the yoga class. And that's also where the, where Ayurveda, where the food medicine, because the joint pain can be, or any kind of pain can be from being out of alignment in yoga, but it also has to do with what we're taking into our body and how we're digesting. Okay. So as far as say food would go and you hear about all these diets of keto and, you know, paleo and things of that nature. So would it be say you're taking in too many carbs or too much sugar, or what do you think would, would be the cause of that? Yeah. So again, we're all individuals and I'm really fascinated by that. So if you, if you look at different people, we can see, and it it doesn't have to do with weight so much, but it has to do with, with really with, um, a lightness or a heaviness. So I'm not talking about heavy, like somebody being overweight, but if you look at somebody and like their wrist is really narrow, they're kind of like fine boned. And if you give them a hug, it just feels kind of light. And then you hug somebody else. And again, it doesn't really have to do with their size, but there's just kind of a solidity when you give them a hug. Some of it is muscle, but it's just like they're more dense. So everybody is going to need something a little bit different because of the way our bodies work and the way our bodies. So there is no one size fits all in yoga's wellness science at all. We have to look at everybody. Now you mentioned sugar. So added sugars are never going to be good for anybody. So we always have the processed sugar. But in fact, in Ayurveda, something like a date is actually very nourishing and it's very grounding. So there are sweeteners that are used to kind of calm the system, nourish the system. But again, for some people, they don't need any sweetener at all like that. But in terms of paleo and carbs, we're not really counting those so much. We're, we are aligning with the time of year. We're aligning with the season that we're living in and the part of the world or the part of the country. So for example, um, if you were in Arizona in the middle of the summer and somebody served you a hot beef stew, how would that make somebody feel? Like very heavy and and take a long time to digest and probably want to go to sleep. But if you're in a freezing cold, you know, Northeast winter and uh, it's snowing outside and it's 10 degrees and it's freezing, you would be delighted to have a heavy kind of a stew like that in the winter. But again, in the summer, that's going to be different. So there are these seasonal shifts to the food. And a lot of people don't make those shifts. They are eating the same thing. And some of that is because the climate we've managed to 
you know, air conditioning and we have heating. So it's not as much of a variable as it once was. But we have to take those things into account because our body is going to react differently. And also the time of year, we just uh, changed the clock. So now it's not dark until seven o'clock. So the timing of what we're eating and when we're eating also depends. So if we eat something at 10 o'clock at night versus um, 12 o'clock at noon, that's also going to affect our, our digestion and our pain level. And that's where we can look at food as medicine, but it has to be in the right context, if that makes sense. Yes. Now, since you did bring that up about the um, time changes and things of that nature, I'm wondering, though, is there, would you say, a specific time that you say should cut off eating? Because I'm thinking even if you ate, I don't know, maybe even as late as, say, 8 p.m., if you're not going to bed until 10 or 11, you should be okay, right? Well, um, again, it depends. But you know, what What we learn in Ayurveda is that there are how connected we are to nature. So just like, you know, in the middle of the day, the sun is the highest in the sky. It's the warmest. And our digestion is also like that. Digestion is fire, just like the sun is fire. So our digestion is stronger in the middle of the day. So as I, as I uh, alluded to earlier, we can eat something at one time of the day and our digestion is going to be fine. But if we eat at another time, so for these large meals, these large heavy meals, it's always going to be preferable to have that in the middle of the day. And I can think of one of my clients and, you know, out in here in California, we have a lot of like tacos and um, a lot of different kinds of tacos. And she's like, I don't understand. I, I eat these tacos all the time, but I felt so sick last night. And I said, well, when do you usually eat them? So well, I usually have them for lunch, but last night I ate them at 10 o'clock. Exact same food. But when we eat it is going to differ on how we digest. It. So when we're talking about food as medicine, it's not just when, it's not just what we eat, excuse me, it's also about when we eat it. So time of day really is essential. So you asked about timing deep. So if somebody eats at eight and then they go to sleep at 10 or 11, um, that would seem okay. And maybe not because things are going to take longer to digest the later in the evening that it is. So, okay. So would you, uh, know anything maybe about fasting? I've heard that on the, you know, internet as well. Oh, intermittent fasting is good for you. You know, and I'm thinking maybe that could go hand in hand with the yoga, but what do you think? Yeah. So, um, as I said, Ayurveda has been around for thousands of years, like well before the term intermittent fasting (laughs) was ever invented. And digestion is everything. If we're not digesting well, um, our body is just not going to be optimally healthy. And that's where pain can come in. 
So Ayurveda believes in eating and then resting the digestion. So we eat and we digest and we don't want to eat again until we're hungry. So with Ayurveda, we're not constantly snacking. And one of the best um, examples of this is if you can picture that you are cooking a pot of rice. Okay, you're cooking a pot of rice and after 10 minutes, you poured in some more dry white, dry rice. And so you'd have half digested, half cooked and half uncooked. And that's kind of what happens to our digestion if we're snacking, if we keep adding on top when we haven't digested. So we want to fully digest and not and and not snack because that is putting so much work on our body. So if we eat, digest, there's a rest. We're not doing as much work. And then we eat and we digest. So it's it's naturally intermittent fasting, um, just naturally. So, you know, in terms terms of the hours, that's going to depend. And again, it's going to depend on that quality um, of the of that you have in your body, whether you have more fire, like I talked about, um, that we some of us have more fire, some of us have more of that heaviness in our body, like I talked about with the hug, that's more earthy. So it's going to depend a little bit. I'm not going to say to everybody, you know, 16, but it's really about digesting and waiting until you're hungry. So when we eat, and we're not hungry, that's also going to affect um, a digestion. It's going to impact our digestion negatively. So we really want to wait until we're hungry to eat again. And everything is just smoother. Digestion is smoother when we're hungry, when we eat. Okay. But when you said that, if you, when you're hungry, now you're saying there's a, I don't know, specific amount of time because, you know, Americans are more like, okay, breakfast is at eight, lunch is at 12, you know, dinner is at six. That's, that's that sort of thing. But I'm thinking, what if you, you get off of that? You know what I mean? Well, I didn't have any breakfast, let's say, for instance. And so I ate a big lunch and then I'm thinking, well, you know, is it one? Can you do one meal a day and be OK or? Yeah. And so everybody wants like one answer to the question. And again, it's going to depend on the person. Some people actually are OK with one meal. And this is where getting to know your body is so essential because when you're in tune with your body, you're going to notice what feels good and what doesn't. And when I start to work with many people, they tell me, I have no idea when I'm hungry. I don't know what that means. That's what I'm thinking. You just (laughs) kind of go on according to the time of day, you know, because with me, there's even some days I feel like I don't need to eating anything at all. I know that, you know, may sound strange, but I'm like, okay, but it was just, if I'm busy, you know, working or doing something, time just kind of gets away from you. Yeah. And when that happens with you, Rochelle, do you eat anyway? Or are you just like, I feel okay. And then you don't eat like what happens for you? I probably would say I would eat a little bit just knowing that I didn't have anything at all or whatever. But I kind of feel like and maybe you can tell me something about this. I feel like water would be okay, you know. Not say all day, but you know what I mean, just to kind of tide you over. Say when I'm in transition from work to coming home, it's like, well, okay, I don't, I'm not going to eat now. I'm going to wait till I get home. So I may, you know, get a glass of water and, you know, get on home and then cook and do whatever I need to do. Yeah. I mean, water is essential. And what's so interesting is that when we do start to tune in what hunger feels like, 
when we drink more water, we recognize that it was really that we were thirsty, that we weren't hungry. Exactly. Because I've heard that. Yes. So that's that. Yeah. Sometimes hunger means water. You need water, not time to eat again. That may have been an hour before. So, no, you don't need to, <laughs> you don't need to eat every hour on the hour. Yeah, that Exactly. That and, right. you know, so many people and, you know, there was, you know, in the early 90s, it was like eating every two hours. And that just your body just has to work so hard to be digesting all the time. So, you know, the parasympathetic nervous system is called rest and digest. You know, we're in rest and digest mode. And it's so the body is actually resting in between, you know, we're resting and we're digesting and it's, and it's, um, and it's doing its work. And when we are constantly eating, there's never that period where the digestion can just stop. And that was the biggest change for me that I made because when I was a, a yoga teacher running around to classes in New York City, I often wouldn't have time to take a break for a meal. So I was always snacking like on nuts and things like that. And once I stopped that and just began eating meals, like especially a larger lunch, my digestion just got so much better. And I've seen that again and again with people who just create that rhythm of waking in the morning, eliminating, and then going through the day where they're really in tune with their body and their digestion and how they're feeling. And when that's working well, the body can really get rid of the things that are causing pain, some of the pain, and we can work on the alignment afterwards. So, you know, food is just such an important part of um, of relieving pain. And absolutely, there are going to be foods that cause pain for certain people. And for certain people, it's not going to cause a problem. So again, that there's that individuality. But food as medicine has something that's been used for for thousands of years. And it's, um, it's just, it's just brilliant to me when, when I started learning about this, and it's been a, a part of my life ever since. Okay. So you said you have the, the yoga class, the eight-week class, and then you also have a year-long master class. So if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Well, thank you for asking, Michelle. So just to um, just to clarify, my eight-week um, transformational program is to help women feel healthy, vibrant, and energized and get out of pain and, and feel amazing. And so that's the initial. So yes, there's going to be some yoga in that because that's my background, but it's everything that we've spoken about today and much, much more. So that's the initial eight weeks to feel amazing. And then to really cement all of those principles, then we go on into the year. And my website is my name, MarjorieNass.com. And on there, I have a free masterclass that you can watch and find out how you can get in touch with me at the end, or you can simply send me a message through my website site and I'd be happy to connect with you. Okay, that's great. So thank you very much, Marjorie, for being with me today. And everyone, this is the end of this episode of The Med Free Life. Again, my name is Rochelle Thomas. Everyone be blessed and have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Med Free Life. If you liked it, Please follow, rate, and review this podcast. Listen in next time for episode 12 with my guest, Jimena Soto. 
she's going to tell you how she cured her neurological issues by using a plant-based diet. Again, thanks for your time.